in this series, uh, Step Into the Ring, we've been talking about how it's important to, to uh, not to be afraid to step into the ring. You, we all have enemies in our life. We all have things in our life that keep coming after us. And we, we know what they are. You, you may have shared it with others, or you may have some enemies that you're like, you know, I, don't, I can't really share that with anybody, but it's an enemy in my life. And so the, uh, the first week we talked about sort of that ego in the ring where we get pride and we, we have self-assurance. We think, oh, we can handle that. We, I, I don't need to worry about this. I got this. You know, well, ego means you're edging God out. Like we found out with Samson, strongest man that ever lived, even he couldn't handle it. Even he couldn't do it on his own strength. He realized he needed the strength of God. In, uh, in our second week, we, uh, we talked about the, um, the enemy in the fight, our enemy in the fight. Our enemy is, uh, is someone that we've got to name. We've got to name that enemy. We've got to know the enemy. When that enemy attacks, he attacks like a lion. Lions attack in, in darkness. We've got to make sure we bring the light in our life through God's word, fellowship with others, small group, all that kind of stuff. We bring the light of, of Christ within our lives. And then uh, the enemy, uh, like a lion, he also attacks whenever prey are separated from the herd. And so you find yourself more and more separated from, uh, from believers. Not that believers are the only people we need, to, uh, we need to be around because obviously we need to share uh, the message of salvation to others. But we also know that, um, that we've got to be able to be around those believers. And so we've got to know how the enemy attacks. When does that enemy attack? That certain enemy in your life, in your heart? When the day do they attack the most? What part of the day are they attacking you when you're around certain people? So you gotta name your enemy, you gotta know your enemy, and then you also have got to knock out your enemy. And that just takes steady punches, steady punches. Uh, a steady stream of, of, of punches to that enemy is going to let that enemy uh, be knocked out. And so uh, it's, it's daily reading God's word, steady punching, punches, uh, praying, steady punches, coming to church on a regular basis, uh, small group, all of that stuff. You're going to learn how to knock out the enemy. And last week we talked about our equipment in the fight. Like we have the armor of God. We have the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. We have the belt of truth. We have the, um, the shield of faith. We have all of these, uh, and, uh, you know, all of these armor pieces that we can put on in our life. And the way we put that on is through prayer. Prayer is how we suit up. Prayer is how we suit up. And so um, whatever you're facing in your life, whatever enemy that is, if it's an enemy that's seeping into your mind, then you need to put on the helmet of salvation. You need to remind your mind, look, I'm bought with the blood of Jesus if you've accepted him as Lord and Savior. And so um, you put that on through prayer. Lord, help my mind be renewed. Trans prayer target. Write that enemy right in the middle of that, that zero, that target, and write scripture around that, that deals with that issue. Right around the inside of that target. Right people in your life who are in your corner and, and zero in on that issue. That prayer target is something that you can use. And you should have gotten an email this past week. Um, if you didn't, then let us know. We'll make sure we get that graphic uh, to you. But today, I'm going to close this out with uh, what, is, what we're calling our enemy in, I mean, our energy in the fight. Our energy in the fight. You know, when, when, um, when boxers are in the ring, and they're fighting 12, 13, 14 rounds, 
it gets, it gets very tiresome. And so they lose energy fast. It's just kind of like us. When we're fighting those enemies in our lives, whatever the enemy is in, that you know exists in your life, whatever the enemy is in your life, whether it be anger, whether it be lust, whether it be greed, whether it be gossip, you know, whatever that enemy is in your life, you know what that is. And sometimes it's hard to continue that fight. Sometimes you get tired. You know what? I'm tired. I'm tired of trying to fight that enemy. I, almost to the point to where I'm giving up. I'm giving up. I, I, I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. So what do we do when our energy is running low? Well, we need to have, we need to have energy. We get energy from the rest. We get energy from our rest. Just like a, like a boxing match, it has rounds. Well, after each round, what do the boxers do? They go take a rest. They go to their corners and they get rusted up. They get a drink of water. They get the blood wiped away. They get a boxing ring. We need to have rounds in our life. If you're trying to beat an enemy and constantly fighting, 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 you need to be able to say, all right, I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna take a break from the all-out attack. Now, obviously, you wanna, be able to, you wanna be able to defend yourself in the attacks of the enemy, but it just means this, you're not going to go all in attacking that enemy time and time again. You need to steal away, you need to get away and get strength from rest, get strength from the trainer, from those around you. That's what Jesus did. Jesus, all throughout Scripture, Jesus, the Son of God, even he needed to get away. In his fight, his whole life was a fight. His entire life was a fight because he was a man without sin. Have you ever gone without sin? If there's anybody in this room who's lived their life without sin, raise your hand. Yeah, I didn't think so. All right. So it, that, that would be very difficult. Jesus was in a fight for his life to be a man without sin because he had to have a he had to have purity of heart he had a purity of mind to be able to be on that cross he had to be that spotless lamb that blameless person and so Jesus Jesus was able to steal away all throughout scripture we have things we have stories where Jesus uh, went up to the mountainside. Sometimes the disciples are like, where's Jesus? I don't know. He's around here somewhere. He, he went away to spend time with the Father to get ready for the next round. So when you are facing this enemy, you want to make sure you do everything you can to steal away, to get away, to have a break. So your energy comes from your rest. Your, um, your energy uh, comes from the crowd. People chanting your name. You know, one of the, one of the weeks we talked about, we talked about how it's important for people uh, to be invited to your fight. Invite people in. Whatever your issue is in your life, invite people in to be a part of it. Invite people in to, to chant your name. And the way they do that, 
they, they call you up. They say, hey, how you doing, bro? How you doing? What, what's going on in your life? How, are you, how is this day going for you? Or they send you a text, hey, I'm praying for you. They send you messages. They check in on you. They're chanting your name, just like in movies, like Rocky, chanting that name. Whenever, whenever Rocky heard, in Rocky IV, heard the Russians chanting his name towards the end of that fight, it gave him energy. People chanting his name. You need to be on the lookout for people you can invite in, the people who will chant your name. You know, we need to put ourselves in that position. We need to put ourselves in that position of, of listening. We have Jesus in Matthew chapter 21. He put himself in this position. In Matthew chapter 21, verse 7 through 11, it says this. They brought the donkey. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. So Jesus put himself in a position, and obviously he, he, he fulfilled a prophecy that, that was spoken about the king. He will ride on a donkey into the city. And so, yeah, he fulfilled prophecy, but here's, here's what happened. The week before Jesus, were, Jesus was going to be brutally beaten, hung on the cross to die, a week before that, he entered Jerusalem in this triumphant entry where people were laying things on his path, cutting palm branches. And we, we call it Palm Sunday. And that Palm Sunday is, is, uh, would actually be next week, next Sunday, the, day before, or the week before Easter. So the week before he laid down his life, he, I believe he needed some energy from people praising him. Because, you know, that's what we're going to do for an eternity. We're going to be praising the name of Jesus, just like we did today. And so Jesus, because he knew what was going to be happening this next week, he knew what, what this was going to end, end up like. So Jesus, riding that donkey, felt the energy of people singing and praising, Hosanna, yay, Jesus. If they, say, if they, they said it in Hebrew, it would be Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. I could just hear it now, Yeshua HaMashiach, Yeshua HaMashiach, all over the place, chanting his name and singing Hosanna to the Son of David. So Jesus gets energy from this. God said, God says, I inhabit the praises of your people. God has angels full-time. Their, their full-time job is to say to one another, call out to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The earth is filled with his glory. Energy from the praise of the people. 
Where do you get your energy? You gotta invite people into your ring. You gotta invite people into crowds. You got you get energy from that. You cannot fight your enemy on your own without people in your crowd chanting your name. So we get energy by by resting away, by by not by not trying to do this whole fight without any rounds, without the bell ringing. And we get energy from people chanting our name, people being uh, around us. We also get energy from our rewards. You get energy from our rewards. You gotta have a reward. If you're fighting something, you need to have a reward, right? I mean, that's what, that's what boxers do. They don't go in the ring and fight for nothing. There's a prize at the end. Whether it be money or belt or title or something, there is a reward. At the end of the match, there's somebody who raises his hands in victory and is crowned the champion. Because if not, the fight would have no purpose. Do you feel like you're fighting your fight without purpose? Do you feel that? Do you feel like your, your, your energy is so low because why, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And so with that, with that energy that you need, you can, you can um, set up a reward to help you uh, to, to fight that fight. Let me give you some example. Let's say if you're, if you're uh, fighting the enemy of debt. You're fighting the enemy of financial debt in your life. I mean, that's something that many of us can, can look at and say, I can, I can relate to that. I got debt. And so as we're fighting the, the enemy of debt in our life, it's good to have a reward. You need to give yourself some sort of reward. Maybe the reward could be, uh, we're going to go on a, just a small vacation because of the debt uh, that, we, that, we, uh, that we were able to, to get rid of. Now, you don't want to go in debt with that vacation after you're getting out of debt. That's a, that's a problem. You want to be able to save up for that. Absolutely. But you want to be able to give yourself some sort of reward. If you're, if you're fighting addictions, whether it be uh, drugs or alcohol or those kinds of things, whatever kind of addictions those are, gambling, whatever those, those addictions are, you can save that money and put it somewhere that you would spend on that and use that money to buy something you've been wanting to buy. You need to have a reward. If I can go this long without, uh, without this addiction, I'm going to give myself a, re- a reward. Uh, it could be a, a, the, you could be fighting uh, something like overeating or gluttony. You could be like, okay, I'm going to give myself a new outfit and I'm going to pick it out. This is exactly what I want, and I've got to drop a, a, a couple of sizes to get to that, and I'm, that's my goal, and that is my reward. Can I tell you something? If you don't have a reward, you're not going to defeat your enemy. Your energy will, de- will be depleted, and you will not be able to fight your enemy without a reward. You need some sort of reward system. Even Jesus has a reward. In Ephesians chapter, chapter 5, verse 25 through 27, it says this, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ 
loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, her to him by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Did you catch that in, the, in that verse 27? To present her, the bride of Christ, the church, to present her to himself. The church, the bride, is his reward. Even Jesus needs a reward. He needs a reward. The church is his reward. It's the beauty of the bride. She will be splendid and glorious at the marriage feast of the Lamb. How will we be beautiful? Because of our holiness bought with his blood. It was bought with his blood as we find in Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Acts chapter 20, verse 28 says this. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. You were bought with the blood of Jesus. You are the reward of what Christ did on the cross. You. You are a reward. You are a medal of Christ. He didn't, he didn't get any, any medals. Yeah, he, he wears a crown in heaven now, yes. But his medal, his medals, his reward, that it's you. It's you. So you need to consider yourselves as someone bought with the blood of Christ. You are his prize, the church, the bride. So if Jesus needs a reward, don't you think we should get a reward? Or try to set up a reward as well? Yeah, absolutely. So when your energy is running low, you need to, you need to separate. You need to, you need to have rounds where, where you steal away. We're like, okay, I, I'm going to take a break. Okay, um, keep your defenses up. Okay, before I go on the all-out attack, maybe get some more people on board. All right, and then you're um, you're also uh, going to have energy from the crowd chanting your name, and then energy from your reward that you set up. You've got to have a reward. If not, your energy is going to drop out quickly. And last. We have energy from love. We have energy from love. What, what kind of love compels you? There's a story, true story, about a boxer named uh, Jim Braddock. Jim um, kind of fell into hard times, as most Americans did back in the Great Depression. He was a boxer, got some money, got some fame, 
depression hit, he and his wife and, and young children, they were living in the slums, barely able to eat, hard to try to find a job. He decided he would go after and, and, and get, bo- get boxing uh, or let boxing be something that he, uh, that he can try to get more, more of money, even during this, this Great Depression. And so Jim, what he did, he, 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 went back, he went back into the ring. He stepped back into the ring. And one of these fights, and, and obviously Jim was, Jim was older. Jim was older than, than some of these younger guys. And so these guys that were, that were beating him up at, at these different fights as he kind of got up into the, into the world championship match, these younger guys would just beat him up and beat him up. And his energy was falling flat. His energy was running low. And so, well, I'll let you see it. I want you to see what energy he used to get him back into that. So, what, I love that movie, Cinderella Man. What compelled Jim Braddock to finish that fight? He, he seemed like he was out for the count. Images of his family. Images of his little kids not having much to eat. Images of their slum. Images of things in his life that were affecting those he loved the most. What gave Jim Braddock the energy? It was love. Love is what compelled him. Love is what compelled him. Let me ask you an important question. What kind of love exists in your life to give you the energy that you need to finish that fight? To knock out this, this enemy? What love exists in your life to give you that energy? Who in your life is someone who needs you? Who in your life is, is someone who loves you? Who in your life if someone, when, when you're down for the count and you're tired of fighting and the energy is just not there, when you're down for the count and, and who is that person, who are those people in your life that those images come to mind that make you want to stand back up? You need to have love in your life to give you energy to give you energy. You need to have love in your life whenever you're trying to fight energies such such as habits in your life that that develop health issues. And you're trying to fight those, those, those issues. You're trying to fight that enemy. And all you have to do is look at the people in your life that you love the most, that love you and need you, and say, I'm I'm gonna do it for them. I'm gonna do it for them. When you when you've lost your job, and you keep going after trying to find a job and try to find a job, and you're just, and, and you're kind of falling into depression, and, and you're trying to fight that enemy, and you're just tired, you're giving up, what do you do? You get back on your feet. 
Why? Because there are people who are depending on you. There are people that love you, who need you. That's going to help you with energy. You could be a, a single parent trying to raise kids. And, and, and it's hard and it's difficult. And, and you, you, don't know, you don't know where you're going to find the energy. Some days you just want to give up. What's going what's to be your energy? Your kids. Your kids. You got to do it for them. It's your kids. There was a man, a story of a man who was brutally beaten. So bad, you could hardly even recognize him. He, he had blood coming from his head, and from his side, and, and from, his, from his back. And he was running low in energy. He was dehydrated. He had been in this fight for hours. He was whipped. He had thorns pushed into his skull, into his temples. Blood was pouring out. He was losing lots and lots of blood. 39 lashes on his back. 40 was known to kill a man. And, 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 and then the thing that sort of broke him was when he was expected to carry this wooden beam uphill for a mile while having all of the wounds on his body. After his, if I could do this, it's to fell down. I can't, I, and if I could do this, it's tough. I can't, this is, this is more than humans can sustain. When, when he was, when he was pushed down to the ground on his knees while they pushed a crown of thorns on him, he was, he was down on his knees thinking, I gotta get back up. It's hard to have the energy. How do I get back up? When they placed a wooden beam around his arms and wanted him to, to carry that wooden beam up the hill for a mile, fell to his knees. It looked like he was down for the count. It looked like he was over. He was in the last round and it was over. And then someone had to carry that cross for him up that hill. He couldn't even do it. But what made Jesus get back on his feet? What made Jesus get back on his feet after being, I believe, he had images of the church. He had images 
of people who were caught in sin and shame, freed from the bondage of sin in their life. He had those images in his mind. He had images of the church gathering together millions of people from thousands of years praising the name of Jesus. He had pictures of those, of those images in his mind of the church. He did it out of love. Love, love is what got him off his knees and on his feet, just like we saw in that video. Love is what compelled him. 